Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Welcome back to the BitCast. Well, it's finally time to do a proper episode about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. No more speculation, no more wish lists, no more reactions. Oh, okay, that's not entirely true. There's always DLC. Like Joker from Persona 5. I still can't believe that. That's awesome. But anyway, time to finally talk about the game itself. I went to the midnight release at my local GameStop, and the whole thing moved pretty quickly and painlessly. I've had some difficult midnight waits in the past, but not this time. I even picked up a Ridley Amiibo. I didn't want to, but I did want to. It's been a long time since I got a new Amiibo, and I still like the idea of those things, so I caved. Of course, that money was potentially going towards DLC, so now I'm up a river without a quick path to Joker, but now I'll figure something out. Unfortunately, I'm all alone for this episode. I'll probably manage to pin someone down and get them to help me talk about the game more in the future. There's just so much to say. I can't cover it all in today's bit. I still haven't done everything in the game. It's just so massive. It took me a few days to unlock all the fighters, though part of that was because I intentionally paced myself. I didn't want to unlock everything in the first night, because that's no fun for me. I haven't even finished the World of Light mode. I've been slacking on that. I'm not going to talk about that mode or the spirits too much. But I will probably talk about them in a future episode. But the short answer right now is that I'm okay with them. I don't know if this was ever established on the show. I feel like I I had to have mentioned it at least once, but I'm not really great at fighting games at all. Those combos and stuff, remembering them just felt like trying to remember long math formulas. I understand that fighting games have an especially devoted fan base, probably the most devoted of all the genres except maybe RPGs, but Smash Brothers isn't your usual fighting game, and I like to think I'm decent at it most of the time. So it's become quite apparent that I am out of practice with this series. Maybe part of it is the mechanical changes, or perhaps it's playing on the Switch's portable mode instead of the Wii U's gamepad, but I have some... I've had some pretty humiliating losses with this game. To the AIs, mind you. Sadly, I haven't had the opportunity to play online yet or with any friends of mine, but I've heard that the online isn't really great right now. Also, in terms of losing a lot, I can scarcely beat a character's classic mode without dying at least once, usually to the end boss. I seem to consistently have trouble facing the correct direction, too. They fixed this with Ryu, where in one-on-one matches he'll always face the opponent. I feel like everyone should have that. The counter to that is that some characters would lose their back attacks, like their back aerials and stuff, and... Oh well? I attack in the wrong direction on accident way more often than I intentionally attack someone who's standing behind me. But that's just one fake gamer's opinion. One thing that I've really grown fond of in short order is the directional air dodging. Where was that all my life? 
I think it might have been in Melee, I don't know. I left Melee long before I got anywhere near decent at that game. I've also been playing with items and hazards on, which might change over time, but for now I want to experience all the new things and see what's going on with that. The new staff item is surprisingly good for me. I thought it looked boring during the Nintendo Directs, where it's just a staff, it shoots a laser, and it hits harder if the enemy is farther away, but in practice it's really good. It's definitely gotten me out of at least one tight jam. A shout-out to the Ramblin' Evil Mushroom with a capital SHOUTS! Oh, goodness, I hate that thing. I made sure to turn that thing off after a few bad matches with it. It's too bad the spirit fights don't care for whether or not you have certain items turned on, but that's another story. In this game, you pick the stages before you pick the fighters, and I thought that would be hard to get accustomed to, but I took to it pretty fast. The only time where my muscle memory got in the way was during some training stuff. Man, look at all these stages. I feel like there are some stages where I still haven't played on them, at least not in a proper match. Barely over 100 stages, and they're all unlocked from the beginning. I don't know if I like that so much, though. I think some of them could have been tied to character unlocks. It's nice to see we don't have a daunting amount of characters from the beginning, but we have more stages than characters even at the end, and we have to choose a stage before a fighter now, so we still get a pretty daunting select screen. I had a plan for my first few matches, so it wasn't a big deal for me, but it's kind of odd nonetheless. A lot of the fluff has been gutted from this game, or at least trimmed down to the bare essentials. As someone who liked the fluff in Brawl and Smash 4, it's a little disheartening, but I get the logic, especially with a game this big. Trophies took a lot of work, masterpieces were really non-essential, all-star mode was getting too long, a few of the final smashes just turned into a glorified game of keep away. I get it. But there aren't really any side games to play, like targets or home run. There's no stage builder. Even the spirits and world of light are glorified event matches. Fighting is all there is to do, just with different rules. In some ways, that's exactly what I worried this game would be when it was shown off at E3. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't still having fun with it. I think a major part of the appeal is having everyone, and nearly every stage, all together for matches that were previously impossible. And I've been doing that. Just last night, I've been doing a lot of eight-player fights with all the characters who were introduced in Brawl, who never got a chance to fight on the melee stages, they all get to fight on the melee stages now, things of that nature. Classic mode is much better than in the Wii U game, and it might even be the best it's ever been, despite the lack of side games, other than one really generic and kind of bland game. As you might have gathered, it suffers from Ultimate's tendency to streamline everything. But there's a lot to like. Every character gets their own premise, a motif for the six-ish battles that they fight. Inkling's opponents are all color swaps fighting on stages that match their color, which resembles the Turf Wars. Bayonetta's opponents all have wings, and they're all either black or white colored to represent how she fights against angels and demonish things. Wolf's enemies are all the characters who missed out on previous Smash Brothers games. 
And there's a boss fight at the end of every classic mode against a legitimate boss, a la Subspace Emissaries boss fights. A few of them have some pretty cool battles, but sadly, most of them are just Master Hand. It's as though they couldn't think of anything, or didn't have the resources to program more boss fights, so they just threw Master Hand at them and called it a day. Sometimes Crazy Hand joins in. Yay. The credits minigame is fun. It goes back to the first three games' tendency to focus on shooting the credits instead of that aggravating minigame that the Wii U and 3DS game had. I never liked that one. Okay, I think I've stalled long enough. What do I think of playing as the characters, asked all zero of you? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to go over character thoughts in order, probably try to keep it relatively brief. I'm still early on with my time with the game, so there's plenty of room for me to change my mind on certain things. I'm just going to go down the roster and, you know, talk about the different thoughts I have on characters if I have enough to say about them. Link. He plays mostly the same as he always did. His bombs are really cool. I've had my problems with Breath of the Wild, as I've said over and over again, but bombs was never one of them, so I'm glad those are represented here. I feel like they haven't been as useful as I would like them to be, but otherwise Link's really fun to play as, really familiar, because I'm always kind of gravitate towards the Link corner every so often. He doesn't have the claw shot anymore. His grabs are just regular grabs, which works for me. I don't really think I ever use the tether grabs very often. Dark Samus, the Echo Fighter of Samus. I played as her a couple times, and uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I kind of prefer playing as the regular Samus. Dark Samus seems to be missing a few certain properties or smash attacks that regular Samus had, and I like those. Like, I don't play as Samus incredibly often, but when I do, she's pretty fun, and Dark Samus just lacks that certain something so far. Kirby, he plays a lot better than I remember. His side smash, that burning hammer attack, I know they added that in the fourth game. In Melee and Brawl, it was just a generic hammer swing, but here it's a chargeable attack where the hammer catches on fire and it really wallops the other guy. It's really nice, really satisfying way to hit the enemy. I think they changed his dash attack too. It might have been already like that in a different game, I don't know. But Kirby is surprisingly fun. I don't see myself using him as a main, but yeah, he's good. If I get trapped with Kirby like in the beginning of World of Light, I don't think I'll mind too much. Dr. Mario and Ganondorf. I'm putting these two together to comment on how they just keep differentiating from their original selves, being the clones of Mario and Captain Falcon. One of my friends pointed out to me how Dr. Mario's throws are different now. And Ganondorf, of course, has that sword for his smash attacks now. They really feel more distinct with each new appearance. Dr. Mario was one of my mains way back in Melee. Probably the first character I ever really gravitated towards. So I always have a bit of nostalgia for him. I'm 
glad he's here with everyone else. Ganondorf is uh, really good, I think, in the few times I've played as him. I've just, like, I'm pretty sure I've cleaned house with him. I kind of dreaded Ganondorf way back in Brawl, and in the fourth game I didn't really pay him too much special attention, but I, I like playing as Ganondorf here. Pichu! What do I say about Pichu? They made him good. I, I lost to unlocking Pichu. That was one of the most humiliating things that ever happened to me before I looked around online and found out that, no, people are actually saying that Pichu is good now. He's still really light and still damages himself with his attacks, but he's really fast, really agile, good properties to his moves. I'm not really a technical player, so I can't say too much about that, but Pichu is actually good, I've come to find. I haven't played as him very often, but it's interesting to know. Young Link is the closest thing we have to classical Link, since Toon Link kind of went off in his own direction, and now Link has become the Breath of the Wild guy. But Young Link, eh, he's, he's good. He's Link. You, you generally know what you're getting into when you play as Young Link, even if there are subtle differences between the three. Krom feels pretty fun to play as. He doesn't feel as satisfying as Roy, who he's the echo of, and I heard his recovery isn't that good. I haven't really had any opportunity to recover with Krom, so I don't know. Snake is more or less what I remember him being. He's, he's fun. He's, he's solid snake. He uses explosives instead of guns. Uh, not too much I can say about him, actually. I did hear that they brought back his codec conversations, but they're only the ones from Brawl. Literally copy-paste Brawl codec conversations into this game, so you don't get to hear what Snake and his friends have to say about Pichu or Mewtwo or the Belmonts or anything. But they'll even get things wrong now that they've been outdated. Otacon will tell you about Link's claw shot, which he doesn't have. Or Colonel will say that Bowser is the biggest character. Oh, hi, Ridley. <laughs> so that's a bit unfortunate, but... They just really, really didn't want to reuse Colonel for any new content because his Seiyu died, his Japanese voice actor, and they like to retire characters for good or as long as they can help it when that happens, which is respectful, but feels a little stifling. Persona fans will relate to that when we talk about Igor. The Pokemon Trainer is back. I barely played as Pokemon Trainer. His voice is kind of weird now. Wolf is really cool. He is way cooler than he looked back in Brawl, and he's just as fun to play, if not more. I remember Anthony really liked playing as Wolf, and now I really like playing as Wolf. I've become more similar to him in my years. I played a lot of Wolf last night when I was doing those exhibition matches of getting all the cut characters to play on the certain stages, and he just had a hard time. I kept losing. I felt a little bad for Wolf. I wouldn't I wouldn't stop playing as Wolf until I had him win at least once. Uh, he's pretty good. Except they changed his down taunt. It was a weird reverse Groar 
<laughs> Groar. That's a new word. It was a reverse growl roar thing, but now he just goes like, or something. It's weird. I don't get it. The Mii Fighters are subtly different. They have some special attacks that I don't remember them having before, like the suplex. I don't talk about this very often, but I'm something of a writer in my free time, and I have these characters that I like to use in my writing. So I've made me fighters who are modeled after these characters, and it's pretty cool getting to see them in action against all these Nintendo characters. That's kind of the appeal of the me fighters, I believe. Shulk, he was one of the first characters I gravitated towards in Smash Brothers 4, and here he's mostly the same. I don't really like his new Monado art swap. You can still rapid-fire change his arts with B, but if you hold B, you get a window. Well, not a window, but I, I guess kind of like a, a wheel, and you can just kind of directionally pick a new art from there. I feel like my muscle memory has messed me up with that a few times, where I'd get the wrong art by mistake. I didn't think it was too hard to memorize the order of the Monado arts and cycle through them. But maybe that's just because I watched his trailer too many times. Ken, from Street Fighter, he is pretty much the same as Ryu on the surface level. He's got a lot of differences on a smaller scale, enough to the point where you could almost say he shouldn't be an Echo Fighter. He should be like Dr. Mario or Pichu or something. Really, this whole Echo situation is just messing with my head. I'm still not sure what the exact qualifications are at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if they just called Ken an Echo Fighter just for the sake of tradition, since he's the original Echo Fighter. Unless we want to think of Luigi as the original Echo Fighter, as Sakurai liked to flex. But Ken, I kind of enjoy playing as him slightly more than Ryu. It's about the same for me, but eh, it is new. That's probably the bulk of it right there. I also like Ken's voice lines a little more than Ryu's. Ruben Langdon has a better performance, in my opinion. Not to disparage Kyle A. Bear's performance, it just, yeah, Ken is more fun to listen to. He has more of a personality. He's kind of a flashy hotshot, while Ryu is just Stoic, Stoic McKarate Man! Inkling is pretty fun. Running out of ink is kind of annoying, but it hasn't messed me up as much as I feared it might. And it's not too hard to recharge, you just shield and hold B. Or if you run out of ammo entirely, just hold B anyway without shielding. There have been times where I really wanted to deliver the coup de gras and, oops, out of ink! And that's been a little aggravating, but those moments haven't been too often. Ridley is not as fun as I thought he would be. The The floor scrape attack is not as satisfying as I wanted it to be. The fireballs are a lot more short range, and they're not continuous like Bowser's fire or Charizard's. And the tail stab is a lot shorter range than I thought it would be. Ridley is just a, a character, I guess. I was never too attached to the idea of Ridley being in the game. I was I was rooting for him in the final stretch before his reveal, sure, but 
It wasn't ever the dream where I'd where I'd have his inclusion in the game as my nightly prayer or anything. But eh, I, I'm sure there are some people who like Ridley's playstyle. Simon and Richter Belmont, uh, they're pretty fun. I I really have to keep a mental track of where the enemy is in relation to me. If I want to throw the cross or throw the axe or just go for an uppercut or a whip attack, it's probably some of the characters I've played the most out of all the newcomers. I gravitated more towards Richter than Simon, and I think most of my friends did the same. Just Richter just seems more interesting to me. It's personal preference. Nothing against Simon. King K. Rule is, other than Richter, probably the newcomer I've played as the most. He looks really fun in the trailers, and he's really fun to play, so it all worked out. He has a similar thing going on with the Belmonts, where I have to keep in mind of the projectiles, except not to as much of a degree. And he's just really big, really fast, really strong. He has a really good recovery. He's amazing. I can't believe there was a period of time where I didn't want this guy in the game. I can hardly imagine Smash Brothers without him now. Isabel. I don't like her. I, I never really liked Isabel at all. I get why people like her, and in the game she is pretty good. That fishing rod is really devastating, but I just never really liked Isabel very much. I, I, I'm kind of annoyed with Isabel on an irrational level, and that's something I need to work past on my own, but it's just now I just really want to beat her up in the game whenever I see her. To think of all the Nintendo dogs to anger me, I'm more upset at the Animal Crossing dog than the Duck Hunt dog. <laughs> and then we have Incineroar, who's kind of in a gray area for me. He's kind of fun when I do play as him, but then his recovery is awful. <laughs> the fact that it's a two-part move, you, you go up really high, and then you go down at an angle to attack. And... That has messed me up and caused me to lose on more than one occasion, and I hate that. I kind of avoided Incineroar just out of fear of that for a little while, but I think I'm getting over it. He's still pretty fun to make suplex the other characters and all that crazy stuff and all his poses he does whenever he lands an attack, so I might come around on him yet. Now for today's favorite songs. I spent an hour, if not longer, combing through the game's music selection on that first night, just looking at all the songs, and I was so happy whenever I recognized a few. I'm going to divide favorite songs into two categories. Two favorite new remixes, and two favorite new songs that I'm happy to see ported over. I haven't unlocked all the music yet, but I think I've heard enough to be informed for this. My first favorite new track is the Gangplank Galleon remix from the K. Rule trailer. I never really cared for the song before, but the trumpets, the fast beat, and the weird rap bridge, they all come together. I can't help but dance along whenever it gets to that rapping part, it's just so silly. It was performed by Ace, who have been known to do a lot of the Xenoblade music. Second favorite new song is the Snake Eater remix. I've heard some criticism that it changes the mood of the song too much, and... Oh well, it's a remix, that's kind of the point for a lot of them. 
and we still have the original instrumental version, so it's not like it's being replaced. I personally like that the song got pumped up a notch, it better fits a fighting game this way. And Snake Eater has always been my favorite of the Metal Gear vocal tracks, outside of the Revengeance music anyway. Nobuko Toda arranged this remix, and while I don't prefer it to the original, I think it gets the job done very nicely. First favorite song that I'm glad to have ported over, and to be honest, there's a lot more than two, but I'm narrowing it down. Anyway, first one is the boss theme from Miitopia. I didn't expect a lot of Miitopia content in this game, but I figured if anything had a shot, it would be this track, and I was right. Miitopia has a very unexpectedly good soundtrack. I talked about this game way early on in the show's run. I think that was episode three. It was one of my favorite games of 2017, and I feel like it could always deserve a bit more attention. The other favorite is another boss theme. It's the one from Kirby's Star Allies. I'm just glad that Star Allies wasn't too late to have some of its songs featured, or at least at least one of its songs, because this one's a banger. I remember playing the Star Allies DLC less than an hour before grabbing Ultimate, even. Speaking of which, expect me to talk about that DLC in a future episode. Anyway, I think that about covers it for first impressions of this game, now that it's finally in my hands. I said I was doing all those exhibition dream fights, and I'm still not done with that. So that'll probably keep me going for a while longer. There's still the spirit board and the world of light, and I want to find out more of the different classic mode themes, so definitely not done with this game, and I'm not done talking about it. Just for now. Thanks for tuning in this week. If you want to keep up with me, then I have an announcement. The BitCast has a Facebook page now. It's called The BitCast, same name, same logo, so you'll know it when you see it. I post there every day, at least once, sometimes more. The show also has an Instagram. I haven't added too much to that as I have to the Facebook, but I've been starting to post there a little more often. And of course, same name, same logo, but with underscores. Otherwise, you can subscribe to the show on Podcast One's website and mobile app, and you can find the show on iTunes. Next week, we'll see me bringing in a new guest to talk about a game I've already went on about at length, but with a new perspective thrown in. So I'll see you then. Listen to BitCast anytime on PodcastOne.com and on the Podcast One app.